And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to our show. Um, just go ahead, sit back and relax. I have Christopher Minori here with me. He's back here at Breaking Stuff, as he always does over here at Movie Lovers Tonight. But that's okay. That's perfectly normal. He's over here laughing. I also have the Western Wonder. He's back again. And it's good to actually have the Western Wonder back. But like I said, this is going to be our Texas Chainsaw Massacre review. Go on ahead, while you're at it, go on ahead, go over to Spotify, go over to Apple, go over to Good Pods, rate us over there. And everything, it actually helps other people out with the ranking. Show some class, not some ass. Go ahead, show us some class by ranking us. And with further ado, let's go on ahead and get on with the show. So, like I said, we have Christopher Minori, and we also have the Western Wonder here. Hello. Ah. And, hey, it's good to have everyone back here again. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Hey, so how's everyone been doing lately? Doing good. Great. Doing good. <laughs> good. All right. So, like we said, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this is the 2022 film that got released on Netflix. And, a matter of fact, this movie was not even filmed in Texas at all. It was filmed in Bulgaria, believe it or not. And this movie, I don't, I'm not sure if it has a budget listed or anything like. Nope, doesn't even have the budget listed. But it clocks in at 81 minutes, so that's actually perfect for a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. It's not two hours long or anything like that for like the origin stories that we got from the other Texas Chainsaw Massacres. So therefore, you're able to just hop on right on into this thing. But what I have to say is this: this movie is not that great, and I'm, that's just coming off out of the gate. Uh, if you're expecting a positive review from either one of us, it's probably not going to be that great. But there is some, for me, there are some aspects into the film that I really did like. And to me, the two sisters were the standout in this movie. The, the To me, that was the chemistry that actually had something going for it, for this film. And matter of fact, like I said, this also starts off 50 years later after Leathercase Killing Spree in 1973. So this is actually a direct sequel the 1973 film, so they're actually kind of doing a John Carpenter's Halloween kind of vibe to it and having that horror trope like Laurie Strode, but the only thing is the Laurie Strode character is a whole lot better than this character, because when you're introduced into Laurie Strode from the 2017 version of Halloween, we actually see her being a badass. You actually see her booby trap in the house. You get to see her uh, being prepared for Michael. With this one, she's slaughtering a pig. This, this character is slaughtering a pig. She doesn't really have anything going for herself or anything like that. She's not mentally prepared to take down Leatherface, but she's going to act like a total badass and everything. <laughs> but she was very, that character was very wasted. The characterization of that character was very wasted in this film, especially when she winds up taking the shotgun to him and then she winds up trying to shoot him. And then that's when he takes the chainsaw and picks her up and cuts her in half. And then she somehow managed to survive it after that. So well, that was the, something. Uh, yeah. It's the Dick Howard in effect, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah here's this guy we've been building up all, all the way. And then all, and I know we've already shit on the shining, but I'll shit on it a little bit more. <laughs> and, and Howard comes in and after all that buildup, he dies almost immediately. And that's what you got going on with, uh, with Sally Hardesty too. Um, having said that, I got to be honest, I actually liked the first two-thirds of this movie quite a bit. 
and then then it all went downhill. What'd you think, Cord? That's true. Well, honestly, I, I have Western in my name. I think I would like it by default, but that's not the case here. Uh, I think this movie continues the trend of the latest remakes, where it's just a mixture of the nostalgic purpose, uh, the original themes that were featured in previous movies, and as well as the modern themes. And I think this movie definitely presents that well. Uh, the story is a bit by the numbers, but I can say that the gore in this movie definitely delivers from some latest movies that I've seen, just in comparison. They they can't it beat this does. at all. So I, I, that's a positive I can say about it. So <laughs> oh, there's some good gore effects, man. When that dude yeah. has his face half hanging off, that's you can't. Uh, that uh, yeah, no, I agree. Definitely good effects. Yeah, definitely. This actually had more practical effects in it than CGI because I noticed some people over in the horror group that I'm in. Oh, it had too much CGI. I'm like, really? That's actually practical effects, dude. That that was actually pretty cool because you can even tell. When Leatherface is actually pissed off at the fact that he killed uh, the mother uh, and everything, that she was taking care of him, mm-hmm. and she winds up dying, and then the guy goes on ahead, tries to turn off her his the oxygen tank, then all of a sudden, he breaks it, and then starts stabbing his own self with the, uh, with the bone sticking out, which I thought was really over the top, but it was actually, it works for, uh, it actually works that for what the they were trying to do. <laughs> That was pretty badass. I got to admit, that was, was awesome. We're watching, and all of a sudden, when he starts doing that, we're just like, oh, what the fuck? That's oh, awesome. yeah, we're in for something. <laughs> right. And I have to say, I did like that part. I thought that part worked. Like I said, the two sisters were the standout to me. Also, too, this also has a little bit of a meta kind of feel to it, though, because of the fact that while the girls are inside the uh, inside this uh, truck stop, getting food and stuff like that, you wind up seeing a small TV screen being played from stuff that happened in 1973. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden it comes back and she, Oh, she's actually watching the TV and it's giving you a report of stuff that happened in 1973. So that way the audience will know, Hey, look, this is happening. This happened in 1973. These are the events that happened. Now we're into the present day. Uh, Leatherface. So they did a good job of introducing the world to Leatherface in case anybody who hasn't seen it in a 2022 kind of way. But when you look at it, though, it's it also is a way of actually where the guy is actually selling products from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is also celebrating people's death, though, too, because he's making money off of other people. Which business the entertainment industry does it everybody does that so you can definitely tell that's what they're kind of countering a little bit but what did you guys think about that well i thought it you know it kind of there was a reason for showing it on the tv right because then they're like what the hell is this about and the dude's like oh well sally hardesty she's been this ranger for so long and she's been waiting to get him and they kind of weed up to her um, so I, I think there was an actual reason for them doing that. Um, I I did think the the selling bit was funny, right? Because that's exactly what happens, right? We we see that all the time where they're they're selling bits of memorabilia that are are, are really distasteful. I guess I, I buy them, but you know, to other people, just, <laughs> my parents very distasteful, but not you know not necessarily to me. 
Yeah, it was something. a very nice setup. Uh, yeah, just a cosign from that. Uh, nice little opening number. It takes a while before you actually see the classic character. It's, very, it's just anticipating. After a while, after seeing that, I was like, oh, I really want to see her come in. And she just has this interest I was not expecting at all. I, I was expecting a little something more grand. But from the opening, you know, coming from somebody who has not seen the original, I've seen like one of the remakes. Uh, Wait, recent what? Years. You haven't seen I, the original? What's wrong Absolutely. With you, like man? compared to Halloween, which I have seen the originals of those, but this I have not seen, so I would have to check it out after. Oh, this. To be yeah. honest with you, the original we'll I saw the original one when I was like ten. Wow. And yeah, I was young when I saw this movie. And <laughs> if you're thinking that the Blair Witch was like found footage type of style of filming, this had more of an original kind of flavor of it because of the fact that you have the seven millimeter uh, camera lens being focused in on it. Also feels like a found footage film in the 1973 realm of making films. I really enjoyed the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I thought they were actually going to do this one justice by making it a direct sequel. And it just lands flat on his face because of the fact that, you know, the thing with Leatherface is this. He's not a he's a cannibal, but he's from this cannibalistic family. And basically that family makes them do his bidding. This one is feels like it's long term meets Leatherface, and yeah. that's how yeah. I feel because you have the woman who passes away, and that's it. That's the only connection that you have between the two of them, and that's yeah. it. You don't have where yeah. this person's these people are trying to invade their home or anything, and then this cannibal family is trying to get make Leatherface do his own their own bidding. And I wish that they actually did that, something like that, where, okay, they're not home invaders, but they bought the house that Leatherface happened to grow up in or be a part of. And therefore, I feel like, okay, well, this woman's on oxygen. She should at least go on ahead, unlock the basement door to allow Leatherface to go ahead and do her bidding for her in this small town. But instead, he lives upstairs. No, it's, um, a, it's a great point, right? Like the... Uh... The original, it was, there was the hitchhiker, there was the father, there was the grandfather, right? The, uh, I love that scene where he's trying to hit her with a hammer. <laughs> he can't quite get it. They got it direct. It was so great. Um, and, and really, there was the house, right? I mean, to me, in the original Texas Chainsaw, uh, what always struck me was the house, right? And that's the house was really, a character. You know, Right, yeah, it was kind of based on a true story, right? And same thing that Silence of the Lambs and, and Psycho were based on, right, about Ed Gein. And um, where they really captured that and what was almost word for word was that house, right? The, 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 the skin on the, on the um, uh, lampshades and the, the, the bones all over and the way they did that was, fa- oh man, it was so scary. It was just terrifying. And in this one, they didn't really do that. You know, the house, first of all, they didn't go into much of it. It was really one bedroom and the downstairs. And it was just a broken down house. It really didn't have the same thing. And then like you said, it, you know, the, the, the mom, let's call her, she wasn't his mom, but you know, she was the closest thing. She really was just somebody who had been trying to take care of him, and you didn't have that whole family thing. And I think that's what was so scary was it wasn't just Leatherface. Leatherface was like the the icing on the cake in the original. It was 
everything thrown in there and they just they they didn't really get that in this you know they they left it all on weatherface and you know i i know people will hate me for this but just like michael myers he's just not a strong enough character to to carry an entire movie i feel like it's a misidentification of the character and who he is and that's why i didn't really care for it because of the fact it's like like i said ron turn meets leatherface but Western, what did you think, though? Honestly, you hit the nail right there in the head. I was just thinking about Michael Myers from Halloween. I, I feel like there's probably going to be several comparisons that we can make between Halloween Kills and this movie. I mean, the plot's rather similar, just as I kind of explained earlier with the mixture of modern and nostalgia. But also the fact that the the, the killers are just kind of downgraded to just doing their job, which is just... Murdering the people, they really have no other substance uh, from what I've seen, really. But uh, compared to their original <laughs> or earlier previous installments of these franchises, they had some sort of substance, some sort of soul here. It's kind of not as evident in this movie or, or no. Halloween Kills, honestly. Right, yeah. because you actually get to see him being abused. You actually get to see, in the original ones, you actually get to see him being, basically society doesn't even want anything to do with him. Yeah. To the point where the parents winds up locking him into the basement. That's another thing that I have to say that they missed out on this too. And that's why he hides in the basement too, is because society doesn't really care about him, doesn't really want to acknowledge him. And it's about fitting in. And basically Leatherface is one of those characters that basically that the cannibalistic family makes them makes them do his their bidding. And also, too, this also felt like a cartoon kind of way, if you think about it. I actually have to agree with Black Fago, uh, though, too. This movie is a bit fl- uh, flat. The original gave us meat. Yes, the original gave us that meat, that horror flavor that we really liked. I would even have to say even the prequel film gave you a little bit of a self-identification of who Leatherface is and stuff like that. Yes, he may be pissed off because he got laid off in the factory butchering uh, hogs or whatever, but you still get a little bit of a self-identification into who Leatherface is. Like, like Christopher said, though, you don't even get the house. You don't even have the characterization of the house or anything because the ca- because the house represents Leatherface and also that can- uh, that cannibalistic family. And all you have is a small little town. It kind of reminds me of House of Wax, the remake of House of Wax, on how small that town is actually set up. They remade and that? yeah, they remade House of Wax in two thousand. Paris Hilton of all people. Yeah. Oh, that was the latest one. Okay, I thought yeah, that was that's what a I'm continuation from that one. I was like, oh no, no, I was no they didn't do video. that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the town seemed a little too small and a little too hokey for me to actually believe that these like this uh, boyfriend and girlfriend would actually go into this little small town to try and fix it <laughs> up. By the town. What is that about? <laughs> right? It was just buy a town. We're 12, but let's buy a town. It's Monopoly. <laughs> One slaughterhouse town boardwalk. Everybody makes that mistake. <laughs> you know, if you go back to the original Texas Chainsaw, which I will keep doing because that was really, uh, that was an amazing movie. Um, not just at the time, but, you know, even today, it was just incredible uh, what Toby Hooper did. But um, uh, it, it, you go back, and, and Leatherface really wasn't that different than what they made him in this movie, right? There wasn't any background into him. You didn't know anything about him. He was just this figure. But 
everything surrounding the film was so huge and so scary that when he burst through that door, you just freak the hell out, right? And it just yeah, never stops. You never know who he is, but he's just part of the film. And trying to make him the lead character of this film without making him a character, right? Without giving us background into him, without... Uh, if you look at a uh, Rob Zombie's film, right, his first one, where he, uh, or I'm sorry, not for Texas Chainsaw, but for um, Halloween. Halloween, yeah, the first Halloween he did, where he really gives you background on Michael Myers. It was great. It was at least as good as the original, and I don't care who gets mad at me for saying that. I love that. It one, was amazing honest. the the uh, the the background that he puts into Michael, right, and you can't make someone the the lead character without giving them uh, without giving them personality without giving them uh, a background right you look at uh you know hellraiser pinhead incredible background we have on him right. and he holds the film right you look at halloween and and i'm sorry but michael myers is not the star of that it's jamie lee curtis and we have all kinds of background on her right but then you, you know, you look at at this, and it really it reminds me of the Friday the Thirteenth movies, where Jason again is. There's not a whole lot of background on him. We know he was a kid at one point. We know what happened to him, but every movie after that is just him killing people. But you're only going there to see them killed, right? I mean, right. that's really what it is. It's a slaughter film. That's not right. what I expected from Texas Chainsaw. I expected background. I expected to see. To, to see, gosh, I don't even know what I'm trying no, to say. Okay. I, I, I think I know where you're going like with it, though. A, a movie, right, with, with more than just killings. I, and they kind of started leading up to that, but then they, they threw Leatherface in there, and they really never did anything at all with him. And that's, that's where the failing is. The failing really is in that, that last third uh, of the film where it just – doesn't really go anywhere does it no and he's also missing his chainsaw through the whole entire thing of it too and also too can i just mention how quiet this chainsaw is as well it's like <laughs> it's, quiet chainsaw. it's like he put a silencer on a chainsaw i mean the whole and i want to mention like this though too. yeah i guess so leather if we're for leatherface all of a sudden you hear nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you know? and, and he's right there right but here's the thing with the yeah, original Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre Fire. and the other Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, the things that they managed to do right with the prequel and also the sequels of the early 2000s stuff was we actually got to see the danger of Leatherface and who he is. With this one, I didn't feel no sense of danger. I felt like I was watching a cartoon the whole time. The only two car- and I think I know what you're trying to say though, Christopher, to, though too, is the fact that we have we don't have any characters with layers to them. They're one-dimensional characters, paint by the numbers that you don't really care about. The only ones, like I said, that are pretty much flushed out is just the two sisters, which is the ones that I really like. And also, too, I like... Okay, there, there is a scene with the redneck and stuff like that, too, that they have in here. And, and yes, they're actually going in for the wokeness and stuff like that, too, inside this movie, but it's also geared towards the 2022 film uh, audience. But... I like how it focuses on the political issues and stuff like that in the film. And then also, too, 
you're thinking this redneck is just like a ball bag, a total douchebag. And then when the uh, the black guy actually gets his face uh, slaughtered off a little bit, because I actually like the cosmetics for that, bad. though, to be honest with you. I actually liked how uh, oh, the guy's face good. was mangled up like that. That, that was yeah. gruesome. But the redneck went on ahead and checked on him. He put his differences aside yeah. and had a little bit of a redeeming quality about him where he's like, yeah, I, we had our issues and everything, but let me check on him. So I liked how they did that. They kind of redeemed his character and then they killed him off like they do with any other movie whenever they do redeem a character. But I thought that the redeemable quality of that character was really good and set up that way. But Western, um, Christopher and I have been running our mouths a little bit. <laughs> what, what do you think, though, on some of the stuff that we mentioned? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's not the only character, I feel like, that kind of had a bit of a redemption scale. Like, I felt like the the one sister, the, the, the shorter-haired one, I call her Eighth Grade Girl because I think that's the only movie I heard her in before. Uh, she, she just kind of just <laughs> gracious to it. Like, she didn't really want to go on this particular trip. It was more like the other three characters that kind of come in and kind of act like they run the place. But, uh, you know, her other sister, the curly-haired ones, kind of came in with this, well, I'm going to buy this whole place and we're going to turn it into something big. You know, it's it's, it's our place. We're going to turn it into something different. And uh, throughout this movie, she was, I just kind of was not feeling her in some of those elements. She was just a bit too pompous, but she definitely, kind of redeemed herself closer to the end when she was trying to save her uh, sister from the leather man trying to you know kill them off and nobody lives it's just him so I, I liked her redemption plot as well alongside the trucker who I think had probably one of the most gruesome deaths in the movie alongside Sally and the, the black guy the black woman that was like a side character those some gruesome moments oh, I wouldn't even put the black woman as a side character though too because she was only in it for like five minutes not even five minutes because she was yeah. just there to introduce the town town to this new restaurant that they're trying to make and then she's on the bus with that slaughter fest and then you have these people without with their cell phones oh we're gonna cancel you i'm like you guys need to get off the bus we're gonna cancel you that was <laughs> yeah so when i heard dumb. that line i said it's over was, for you you so just stupid, you lay man. one hand on me you're going to get canceled cancel your ass. you know what was crazy was Nobody ever said what was going on, right? I mean, th- this woman, the bus driver, they're on there. The woman knew that that this guy had gotten all slashed up and never says anything to anyone, right? She just kind of keeps it to herself, and they don't even explain why she does it, really. it's And had she said something, maybe everybody wouldn't be slaughtered, right? I mean, it just... I don't know. At, at that point, it just really lost it, man. Just, just was. <laughs> well, another thing too, though, that was like, awful. social media comment not shining off. That was that pretty <laughs> awful. I, to be honest with you, though, I, another thing too is okay when the old woman had a heart attack, and then they're actually blaming themselves for the heart attack. I'm like, wait, how is that even your fault? That she, I understand that the woman is over. You know what I'm saying? She's She's having a hard, hard time dealing with the fact that someone bought her house and everything. But at the same time, that I thought she might have poisoned her or something. And I went over there to look at that scene again. Just to see, I'm like, she didn't do anything. She's And also, too, why is the wife, the future wife, running with a complete stranger to the hospital that she doesn't even know anything about? That right? did not make oh, any sense either. Wife. What are you like, doing? why are you going with them? You don't know them. And he's just like, yeah, go ahead. You go with them. 
Um, you know, oh. I thought it was actually an interesting and actually a really good point that uh, when it comes down to it, they didn't buy her house, right? She had the legal um, uh, writ to the house. Uh, yeah, she had the deed. The house. Yeah, she had it, right? They never did, and I really liked that point. But then again, okay, so she dies, but they didn't take it anywhere after that. And that's the problem is they had a bunch of really interesting points that they just never took anywhere. Uh, like, I, I feel like somebody wrote the, the first half of the script and then somebody just shit out the second half, right? <laughs> that's that's how it felt to me. Definitely. And is that crude? No, can I say that? Can I say shit on your show? Yeah, you can say shit. I I heard worst. Well, I'm not <laughs> going to because I don't want to go to hell. I got church on Sunday. Well, you already have a channel that says I'm I'm. You already have a YouTube channel that already has a customer in it, Chris. Just I saying. do my my web series. I fucking suck at video games. That's true. <laughs> so there you That's go. <laughs> but uh, before we actually do a little bit more of this, though, too of the review, I just want to mention this. We are going to be doing a giveaway on Christopher Minori's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre musical, so which will be better than this film. So I'm re- so, <laughs> so already better than this film. <laughs> so stick around on how you can win or how you can win and receive that digital copy of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre musical. Also to Black uh, Fugo, I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. I do apologize. Black Fugo. <laughs> Sorry, I've worked eight hours. Badass name. I'm just good. I love it. It's a badass name. Uh, she it says is. that she was disappointed because the movie didn't scare her. It didn't even have substance. It was not. It was not uh, giving, giving horror heart. to me. Right. And she also she asked the same question about the bus too, and also asked the same question about the uh, ambulance ride. Why is a complete stranger doing Why? that? <laughs> like, don't worry, I'll go with them. Nothing's gonna be wrong. <laughs> Oh no, everything's gonna be go perfect. You know? But you know, some of those kills though to me were stylistic to the point where it was like unbelievable. Okay, Leatherface pops out of the water and then he throws a chainsaw at her, at the girl to injure her so that way she doesn't run anymore. I'm like, no. I Let thought it, throwing the chainsaw was pretty cool. I'm gonna throw that out there. I thought that was pretty cool, man. That whole shot of him throwing it i thought that was kind of neat but again a new way of actually doing it i I do think giving props on some originality with it it just didn't land well didn't land for me it landed landed on her (laughs) 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 no i you know the again the problem is they had i thought the the film had some really good parts to it they just it's like they didn't know what to do with it, right? It was like they're like, okay, we're starting to film in two days. Let's get this shit done. And and that's how it felt. There were some really cool parts and some cool lines that they opened up, uh, plot points, and then they just pissed them all away, right? They they really did. And it's, it, it's, a, it's a shame because it could have been so much better. Uh, do you want to say anything else, though, Western? Actually, I think we okay. everything is good. I mean, really, oh, I, I want to just get into parts about how gruesome some things are. But yeah, 
I, I don't want to give too much away for people who haven't seen it too much. No, people we, we just gave it all away, man. We just gave everything away. Plot points away, man. I mean, there's not much more we could do with this. Other, we, oh, you know what though? We actually did more with this review than they actually did with the actual movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yes, you know, we we did everything. We talked about it. We plugged the musical. Yeah, we're doing things. Right, we're doing, and you know what else though? That we're about Open to plug. Up, yeah, we gave all that shit. Well, oh, oh, yeah, let's go. You know what else we're about to plug though? That's actually better than what? this. Manscape. And here's the thing: you don't want to be shaving with the wrong tools. You want to. You don't want to be shaving with Leatherface's uh, chainsaw, cutting your balls off, or anything like that. That's, That's not a good. limited, exclusive option, though. <laughs> That's actually a limited offer through Manscaped. Go, just go to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre section, and I promise you, there's a big Leatherface, and also him holding some balls where he accidentally shaved off his balls. But you know, like I said, you want to go ahead have the right uh, balls. Uh, well, not not right balls, but you want to have the right set of tools to shave your balls with. That's why Manscaped is actually giving you 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MovieLoversUnite. And also, too, there was always always this awkwardness about shaving with the wrong tools. You don't want to shave with the wrong tools. You don't want to cut your... You don't even want your balls or anything like that to look like a jungle down there at all. Because then the next thing you know, you're cutting everything off, and then the next thing you know, you have to explain to to everybody inside the ER why you're hold, holding your balls in your hand. And that's not good. So with Manscaped, what they... Leatherface did it up. I'm going to be honest with you. I bet his balls are perfect. But <laughs> nicely shorn. Very nice. <laughs> a little scarred up, but, but you know, it does the work. Maybe a little stitched. But anyways, inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Signature Lawnmower 4.0. The electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. <laughs> the advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes with equipped with a 4,000 LED spotlight that will shine a light all the way to leather faces ball sack. Land 2022, make uh, 2022 the best manscaping grooming routine with, and also too, make it a great uh, grooming routine because it also comes with a crop reserver and crop reviver before showing off your 2022 self. This self unique formulations take care of the smelliest parts of your body and the big boost to your confidence into the new year. To complete the set, Manscaped threw in their shed travel bag, which is perfect in anti shafting boxer briefs. A free gift to keep all your goodies stored comfortably and the new product that needs no production, the Ultimate pr- Premium Body Wash from Manscaped. And let me just tell you this. I don't even want to get out of my fiance's uh, shower or anything like that because of the fact that I smell so fresh and so clean. And mm. I just like bathing in it because of the fact of what it has. It solves all three of the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine. But in the shower, I shower every day and hope you do, too. You don't want smelly balls. That's like the last thing you need. The body wash smells great, too. It's cologne-infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin fresh and clean, nice and moisturized. Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Yeah, it's not like throwing Febreze on your taint. And I've done that, and it's not comfortable. (laughs) I'm just going to throw that out there. It's not comfortable. Definitely not. I don't recommend it. And like I said, you want to kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb uh, this year and use the best tools for the job, whether your resolution is to work out more or travel or run through the cornfield naked as Leatherface is trying to trim your balls with not a great shaver, but, you know, it's a chainsaw. So, you know, you don't want to get it's blood just, all it's over. It's a little something. It has a silencer. So, you know, right. get the job done. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you 
But you know what, though? But here's the thing, though. You want to tra- go over to manscaped.com for exclusive offer for 20% off plus free shipping with the code MovieLoversUnite and cheers to a new balls in 2022. And now back and to our review. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I'd like a really nice, fancy racing stripe. Can Manscaped give that to me? Well, I'm not going to be the one who does that for you, but you can with the 4.0 uh, shaver, which I actually recommend. Nice. I actually use it myself. And I have I'm to say, I'm Italian. I, I need like an 8.0. They, they have a 9 if you need it, Chris. Okay. If not, right. Leatherface's chains, quiet chainsaws, they're on the way. All you have to do is call up Wayne under Leatherface, and it'll come right there to you on the door. Just limited yeah. edition, though. Limited edition <laughs> and everything. But anyways, <laughs> best commercial ever. <laughs> but like I said, uh, but this film in itself, though, um, it has a lot of I mean, like I said, it has some good points, but also some bad points. The character from the 1973 movie definitely was wasted in this film because she could have had so much more to do. Like I give Jamie Lee Curtis props with the 2017, even with Halloween Kills. Even though she's sitting on the sidelines in Halloween Kills, she's getting stuff yeah. to do. And she still has that fear of Michael. With this one, you don't have the fear or anything like that. She's faking like that she's a badass, but she's not a badass. She dies in the hands of Leatherface and not even five minutes of actually seeing him. Oh, do you remember me? Look, do you remember 1973? And she's holding the shotgun and he's just sitting there. Blast his head off. And he just walks off like, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know you. <laughs> and he was going to scare her. Right? <laughs> he didn't care about We're her. because like, kill right. him. Kill him. Back to killing those two sisters in the car that you left. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, Leatherface took a break for a minute. When Sally showed up, I was so excited. Me too. I, I thought... Oh, this is, they've never done that before. They've never brought back one of those original characters, you know? And, and I thought that was, what a great idea that she, she wound up going into law enforcement because of this, but she's, she's been haunted by this, this thing that happened to her, her brother and her friends. And then they just did nothing with it. They pissed it away, man. So, so dumb really they could have done so much more i just you gotta wonder what they were friggin thinking they were thinking that they needed to get a manscape 4.0 that's what they needed right, right? that probably would have saved also, but but i'm just gonna be honest with you for a minute though too like when we see sally and everything it doesn't feel like a badass moment it doesn't feel like anything she's slaughtering a ping it just feels rushed it didn't feel like anything that was there to be honest, yeah, it wasn't giving me anything service. that Halloween was giving me. <laughs> no, like I said, Jamie Lee Curtis might have been sitting on the sidelines on Halloween Kills, but she they, right, but they she gave her stuff to do. Then, then also too, even in the 2017 just Halloween movie as well, uh, Laurie Strode is a tough, badass character who went through trauma in her life, and she winds up booby trapping the house from Michael because she's prepared for him. Right. With this yeah. one. She looks like she's living in Leatherface's house, though, because she gets in the car. <laughs> what? She does. That, that is. <laughs> just comes in every day going, do you remember this now? 1975. <laughs> <a> decorator. 
But, you know, I, I know that I talked about this just a minute ago, but it looked like Leatherface was just tired from killing people and he just needed a break. So she just yeah. comes over there. He's like, do you remember 1973? He's like, look, lady, I'm tired. I just got done slaughtering some people on the bus and everything. This is like the last thing I want to talk about. So you go your way. I'll go my way. We don't yeah, meet in between. Walk off over here. Yeah. And. <laughs> She wasn't taking no for an answer. Next thing you know it, she winds up getting killed, and then she, she gets tossed into a thing of trash bags, and then she goes on ahead and puts a shotgun uh, and shoots, shoots him. I'm like, wait, she would have died from that. Oh, man, that's crazy. He, he basically eviscerates her on a chainsaw, picks her up in the air, and then she winds up shooting. Of course, we're all like, yeah, she shot him. You know, hey, that was cool. But it, it was just so dumb because, again, like you said, she's. I mean, how did she even survive that? It's anticlimactic. Movie it's very, <laughs> very anticlimactic. Very paint by the numbers. Very generic. And even after everything is said and done, like when they thought that they killed Leatherface, they put their car in automatic oh, drive. Where yeah, there's two issues wrong with that final battle that I. <laughs> That number one, you oh, don't just drown him in a puddle of water and expect off. He drowns to death. No, you're supposed to stab him in the gut with the chainsaw a couple of times to make sure you get the score done so it can't come back. And then I've never seen a Tesla go that slow before. And I, the, the town practically looks like a ghost town, so you could go a little faster. I mean, it They're was not going to be much in that town, anyways. <laughs> right. <Just saying. laughs> We're going to bring. Economics to our to this town. We're gonna make this town lively. We're gonna bring everything into this town. It's gonna be bright. It's gonna be great. I'm like, wait, there's not even anybody here. Yeah, and the black guy <laughs> wanted to make it uh, Dontopia, yeah. where dreams right. of gentrification. Like- <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is correct. Yeah, no, it it, it did make a lot of sense. Um, although I will say. That last shot where after he cuts her head off and he's doing his chainsaw and he's got the head and that was a pretty masterful uh, shot. It was a great yes. shot. Uh, unfortunately, how did he even manage to kill her? Right. I mean, at that part, really didn't even make sense that he he suddenly came back right after. Well, because, the car was only moving five miles an hour. Yeah. On auto. <laughs> Just as slow as uh, Leatherface's chainsaw. It is taking off, and that chick is just screaming her head off. Just, uh, right, uh, I, I don't like, know what, what these guys Why? are trying to do. Cut the eighth grade girl screaming, and Leatherface, I bet you won't come back here anymore. Go right. on, get. You done. You're done. But also, too, I actually was too lazy to shut the movie off after the words were playing. Yeah. There's actually an end credit scene. Yeah. Which you brought like, up to me literally an hour or two before we started this right. thing. I was like, oh, there is. And I pulled it up and I said, oh, he walks back to the... That he is, walks uh, back home after an that hour. That has to be the, yeah. most, the least interesting post-credit scene I've ever seen. <laughs> it was it was very disjointed, <laughs> to be honest with you, Wes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the perfect thing that they could have done was have him go back home and now they're actually trying to fight him in his own home. Yeah, like it should have been longer. <laughs> no, I thought it was kind of an interesting <laughs> thing in that, you know, he's not just going home. His home has been this uh, this uh, this orphanage. 
but where he was going was, you know, that was the original farmhouse where the first movie took place. And so I actually thought that was kind of uh, interesting because it's like, oh, now he's he's taking us to where we the whole thing started. But unfortunately, the rest of the film really didn't uh, it just didn't didn't make that good enough. Right. It, mm-hmm. Had they they had a better part than then it might have been exciting going oh he's going back to the house but where was the rest of the family they weren't there in the entire yeah. film so it just yeah it just killed it for me same here it didn't do anything for me this movie was poorly done poorly executed i don't even recommend buying this on blu-ray or anything like that if it ever releases a blu-ray release but what i hope that they do though is instead I of recommend stealing it don't even steal it. It's not worth stealing it. Don't even bootleg it. No, no it bootlegs. Right it's not worth but, it. It's like it's a waste of your your bandwidth. Yeah, leave Definitely. it on Netflix. But you know what though? I hope that they do though. I'm hoping that they don't use this as canon, and then they have the strong character that we want for that main character from the 1973 version, like they did with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and stuff like that for the new Halloween movies. I'm hoping that they go on ahead, just have the 1973 one, and they said, you know what? The one that you got in 2022, that was our bad. That's not canon anymore. We're going to make a whole new one, and we're going to get Blumhouse maybe to produce it. Because that's... <laughs> but they're that's going to do this long shot that leads up to a shower, and Weatherface is in the shower, and it was just a dream. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. So, you know, I always but, bring a little bit of trivia. To your show so okay. i'll throw this out there uh you know the beginning of this movie had um uh some narration right where they talk about it. and the original movie had narration to it and both times that narration was done by john larrikett from night court and uh, it was that. actually yeah the original film that was his first movie role was was that narration i just thought it I thought that was a really nice touch that the, the second narration was also done by him. So there you go. That's probably the best part of the damn movie. I agree. But uh, you know what, though? I think that we actually do have a winner here for the giveaway, though. Nice. So she's been commenting all night. I think Black Fago could actually use, not a manscape or anything, but I think that she could actually use... Um, <laughs> <laughs> she might I think, need it just if we just call right. it. She might need a 6.0. She might, I don't know. <laughs> right. But I think that she could use a digital copy of your soundtrack, though, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would love that. I would so, love it. Here's the thing I actually have the copy and everything. It's actually a digital copy, and I, you actually have to unzip it. But. Here's what you need to do, though, Black Vago. You need to go on ahead, email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. Tell me that this is you, and you get a free digital, you get a free copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre just for being an awesome person commenting in the live chat tonight. I do appreciate the love and support in the live chat from you. So go on ahead, email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com, and you get a free digital copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre musical. And all we right. do First hope that all, you enjoy. You're it. setting my hackles off because you've said this a bunch of times now. It's Texas Chainsaw Musical, which oh. is way funnier than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, well, this is why you're the, okay. Going ahead. <laughs> this is why I'm here. I'm just saying yep. it's called Texas Chainsaw Musical. 
Uh, it's an amazingly funny, funny uh, composition. So I hope uh, I hope you really enjoy that. And I also included a copy of the uh, play script in there as well. So you get the uh, the whole shebang. All right. And I hope that you do enjoy this, and I hope you do come back uh, to watch future um, YouTube videos of us, of me, and everything, too. And also, to go on ahead and visit Western Wonder on his podcast as well. Show him some love over there. Also, to uh, Chris. Oh, you're very welcome, Black Vago, anytime. And, Chris, where can everybody follow you at if they choose to do so? So, you can follow me on uh, Facebook, on Twitter on Instagram and uh, it's all under CT Minori. Um, you can go on YouTube under CT Minori, my channel, and you can watch my, my uh, web series. Uh, I fucking suck at video games where I, every video game you can think of spanks my ass. And um, I, I do want to say I'm actually uh, giving away one of my books, uh, little idiots um, all week long, starting tomorrow. So your your viewers are the first to hear about this. I haven't posted oh. it yet, but if you go to, um, I sent you a link. If you want, to yeah, send the description below. Yeah, um, and uh, you go there. You'll you'll find all my books. You should pay for the ones that that I'm I'm begging for money for. But for little idiots, you can get it for free. And and personally, I feel like that's my best book. So um, okay. yeah, you can find me all those different places. Okay, and Western, where can everybody follow you at? Well, uh, on Instagram, you can find my show uh, at CSI. So Western Reviews Official, that is Western Reviews Official, or on Twitter, you can follow the show at Reviews underscore Western. You know, usually I do announcements of when episodes are coming out. Usually might change from time to time. The website is in the works, so I don't have to usually rely on socials, but I still want to use those then. Um, or on YouTube, you can find some older pre-podcast episodes I've done uh, under the Western Reviews channel. Uh, also, uh, one little blooper highlight reel and maybe a one-off live stream I've done. Yeah, uh, a nostalgia thing special I did a while back is on there. Some more will be coming up soon. And, of course, listen to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. You know, it was really good. We're all good here. <laughs> all right. And are you manscaping on your show? <laughs> are we gonna We're going to hear all kinds of manscaping stories. No, not sure. <laughs> if I'm there, you will. But if <laughs> yes, a movie love that's my favorite part of the show is your Manscape commercial. I love that. Thank you, man. I do appreciate it. I always try to bring a new dynamic into the sponsorship and stuff like that. I, by the way, it's all improv. So you know, I'm doing it on a wham on the improvisation. I hope I'm landing it pretty well. But uh. You know, I was another, shaving as you were talking about it. Look, I clipped myself three or four you, times. You shaved I perfect. Use the manscape. I don't know. You didn't make any noise. You're even more quieter than uh, Leatherface's chainsaw. I'm just going to be real. So <laughs> I was, I was trying to be, you know, keep it on, I, on the down low. I understand. Real down low. I about <laughs> as down low as you can get. But uh. Here's the thing. So 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Charlie would be on the show with me tomorrow night doing our best and worst movies of 2021. And then t after that, Wednesday night, Rossi McCree, and uh, actress Rossi McCree, that is, is going to be joining me uh, for our Sydney Pune uh, 
review. This is actually going to be wrapping up our Black History Month. As a matter of fact, I extended it all the way out into March because of the fact Black History Month is actually the shortest month in February. So we're actually doing a little tribute to Sydney Portier. We actually did Louisa of the Ground, and we also did Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. So tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night, we're going to be doing Buck and the Preacher. That's going to be... I'm doing that one, too. (laughs) What a coincidence. I didn't think you were going to do that one. You know what? That was actually her idea because I was thinking about doing Heat of the Night. And I'm like, she's like, uh, why don't we do that one instead? I'm like, okay, let's do it because I haven't seen like, a single uh, city. Well, why did influence on that decision? Because I know not a whole lot of people know about that one. You know, I've kind of part of debated, like, uh, should I do Buck and the Preacher or should I do Ghost Dad? Since everybody. That is best during tournament. Buck and the Preacher, Ghost Dad. I don't know. <laughs> uh, two classic films. Right. Uh, Friday night. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, matter of fact, Friday night I'm gonna be back over here again, and we have another show coming up, and I'll let you guys know what that's gonna be and everything because I think I'm gonna have Alex here with me. Oh yeah, we're actually reviewing an indie movie called Birdies, which is a comedy uh, about these golfers and everything. It kind of has a little bit of a uh, what's what's that movie with Bill Murray? I can't think of it offhand. Yeah, where they go. Caddyshack. It has a little bit of a Caddyshack yeah. flavor mixed in with a little bit of Happy Gilmore. It's a great film. Uh, it has like it's a little a 90s really vibe to it mixed film. with 2000s. Yeah. But, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the director actually met, messaged me off of Twitter and wanted me to review his film. So Alex and I will be reviewing that at 9 o'clock Central Time uh, and also too at uh, 7 o'clock Pacific Time. So that's everywhere and everything that I'm going to be doing for Friday. But thank you again, Black Vago. We do appreciate it. Thank you for every, for commenting. And I hope that everybody enjoys the rest of their night. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again.